Revolution Church Podcast. Before we begin, we'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. Welcome to another episode of Meet Your Congregation here on Revolution Church Podcast. My name is Caleb. I am joined as always by Jay Baker. Hello. Oh, hey, Jay. Hey, there you are. I am right here in the room with you. Mm, cool. Yeah. And oh, I think we have somebody else joining yep. us. We have a guest. Our first in, in person. Well, look in at the, person. Yeah. This in, is monumental. In studio. Yeah. Live in the studio here in Seattle um, in our little makeshift setup in my cave. In downtown Seattle, we are joined by Jim Garland. Howdy, howdy, Jim. Yep, I'm Jim. Welcome to the show. Yeah, you're uh, you're the second uh, Seattle congregant that we've met since we've been here, and you're the first that we've had an interview with in oh, person. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, and it, it's it's kind of I didn't I would not when we first moved out here I did not anticipate it being that long before we started actually seeing anybody face to face. You know, yeah, we, everything is so uh, remote. Right now, it's like we're we're just doing online stuff, and and everybody is remote, yeah, in the state because it's mm. like everybody's like, oh, I live in Seattle, but then you find out they live like forty minutes away, forty minutes out yeah. of Seattle, yeah, right. How long have you been here in, in Seattle, Jim? Uh, I moved up here in two thousand eight, two thousand eight, and I lived in West Seattle for a while back when the bridge was still up, <gasps> and uh, yeah, I I uh, drove the rental car mm. over the bridge, came up to the. West Seattle and saw the Easy Street Records, and it was on, I think, California and Alaska. Okay. And I was like, that's where I'm going to be. <laughs> wow. So I lived over in West Seattle for a while, nice. and then uh, moved south as the uh, the Amazons and the uh, the big the big tech giants came in. Uh-huh. The rents went up, and I kind of moved farther and farther south. So nice. now I'm in Federal Way, uh-huh. but lived in Des Moines for a while. Okay. Des Moines was fun. Nice. Not the Iowa one. Oh, right. <laughs> was it Des Moines, Washington? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yep. there was one. Is it uh, spelled the same way with the S's? Uh-huh. Des Moines? Yep. I, I say it wrong on purpose just mm. so people don't think it's in Iowa. It's oh. <laughs> very nice. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. It's like Houston Street, New York. And spelt Houston. Oh, okay. It's pronounced Houston. They say Houston. Yeah. Like uh, Quincy, Massachusetts. It's not Quincy. It's Quincy. Quincy. The, the C is as a Z sound. Anyway, wow! we'll just talk all day about phonetics. <laughs> we just love phonetics here at Revolution. So uh, how long have you been following Revolution, Jim? Uh, I've been following uh, Revolution since, I think, the first place. The really small one with the with the red drapes. Pete's, Pete's Candy Store? I think so. Okay. Then when it was in New York? Yes, New York. Yeah, and that yep. was actually the third. Oh, animation. see? So I didn't know. Yeah, so because so I was in Atlanta, I moved from Atlanta to New York, but before uh, that we were actually in Arizona. Oh yeah, you so became I, it for me in Atlanta, is that right? Yes. Yeah, and then moved to New York, and then moved to New York, right at the same time, which was probably good timing, I guess. What year was that? 2010? 2012? 2007, I believe. Okay, mm. maybe even oh, end of oh six, beginning of oh seven. Mm. 
because my mom passed mm-hmm. away in July, I believe, June or July, and I was in I was in Brooklyn at that time. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you started getting on my radar. Okay, and then you did a bunch of different talks um, on YouTube. And a bunch of different Weird. clips. Yeah, I, well, a lot of found. our clips got put on. A lot of clips got clips put on. from the the documentary, I think, probably. Maybe we're around that because because the, the the Sunday's documentary was in New York, right? It's in Atlanta and New York. Oh, okay. It actually ends in New York. Mm, okay. Got it all figured out. Here. And then yeah. I read your then I read your book, Fall to Grace, which made a really big impact on me. Mm. Thank you. Nice. Yep, I love that book. Mm. And I actually recommend it to people oh. um, all the time, uh, especially because you know certain issues and topics come up yeah, and they find out that I'm a Christianese and they're like, Ooh, you're mm. a Christianese. Right. They expect all these, you know, things that Christians are known for sometimes. And mm. uh, I was like, no, no, this, you should read this book. And then I'll, I think, uh, the other one, um, Sandra Preachman, maybe? No, I'm thinking of Pete's book. Oh, um, one of his books. Mm. It's it's a, he's got like eight of them. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. Uh, Divine Magician. It's the one with all the parables where they're kind that of orthodox heretic. That's orthodox heretic. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah that's with the, I, like the checkerboard. Yeah, that's ever. one of my favorites. That's a great him. book. Yeah, I I, book. actually, I had that as my religious orientation on Facebook for a while. Oh, oh yeah, right. orthodox heretic. <laughs> it's and a it good makes book. it makes people question, like, what? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm too orthodox for some people, and I'm way too heretical for other people, and I'm kind of, you know, right. It's a dialectic. <laughs> he loves yes. those. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, he loves the switcheroos. <laughs> and the parables that are backwards, like uh-huh. um, the one that stands out is the one where uh, Jesus instructs the disciples to go gather all the food from the crowd. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> then the disciples walk off with all the food <laughs> and I, leave the crowd hungry. I used to call him the M. Night Shyamalan of yeah, theology. Right, right, right. Man. Um, yep. It was exactly what I needed at the time because, you know, stuff happens. You have friends in your lives that, uh, you know, change their, their, their sex or they come out as a certain orientation and, um, or just come out as an atheist, straight mm. up atheist mm. who's been a friend of yours since, you know, Sunday school and mm. how, how to, uh, deal with all that. Um, the whole, the idea of grace has always been something that, uh, was missing in my early early church mm, yeah life so you raised more fundamentalist yeah mm. pretty hardcore yeah um and now i'm like it's so divorced from you mm. know when i was a little kid yeah understanding uh grace is mm. is really hard it's a mystery mm-hmm. and the more you dig into it the more interesting it gets mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it really is i mean it's for me it's been like it feels like a lifetime of work, but I mean, I didn't really start until I was in my early, like 20, 21, really studying it. Mm. But it's weird to think that you grow up in church for so long and that ideal is something that's kind of like not really talked about. Yeah, right. It's weird because we'd be, we, I feel like for, in my experience anyway, um, I, I, I knew it by, uh, you know, as a creed or I knew it as a doctrine and memorized verses, you know, by grace, you've been saved through faith. Yeah. You know, yeah. Works. you know, it was there. You knew the word grace. You knew the church definition of that word, but yeah, you didn't see it practiced and you, di- you didn't see it talked about. I don't think outside of just a, a theoretical thing yeah. that, that, that we're t- supposed to aspire towards. You didn't really see any, any like examples of it being acted out. Um, and I kind of thought it was the bait and switch. Mm, yeah. You know, 
get saved and then get good. You know what mm, I mean? Like, yeah. this just gets your right. foot in the door yeah. and now it's time to get to work. Right. You know? Right, so right, I was right. like, oh, okay. Yeah. And so when I started reading about it, I was just floored. I mean, I was mm. like, what the? Yeah. It was like, you know what I mean? It was like, what? what? I'm so confused. Mm. Why didn't this is very heavily <laughs> covered here? Why right. wasn't it talked about more? You know, mm. same with me. Like when I was growing up, a lot of the leaders would focus on James, or they would focus on uh, how the King James version is oh, the yeah, only sure. one, and mm. or they would uh, what denomination go on and on about predestinated and you mm. know Calvinist. Oh, yeah, that was the big that was a big thing Calvinistic for Southern Baptists. That was a big yeah. thing for us. Yeah. What what denomination were you raised? Um, when I was, uh, I was baptized as, as like nine years old or something, uh-huh. and it, they called themselves an independent fundamental King James only. Oh, wow. So that's hardcore. Uh, no, no, uh, makeup, no jeans, uh-huh. can't cut your hair. Um, it was, it no was, makeup, no, no jeans. It was wow. extreme. Yeah. yeah. No rock and roll music. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's pretty hardcore. No, no movies. Uh, no. Do they do like, were you slain in the spirit and stuff? Do they do no. laying of hands? Do they no. do t- speaking not, in tongues or anything no, like that? No. no. But that's kind of how the Assemblies of God was in the 50s and 60s, yeah. was that way, too. It was pretty strict. Like, yeah. holiness movement. Yeah. Sort of. mm. No, you know, right. women didn't uh. wear pants and mm-hmm. no makeup. Long hair. No movie. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny, my mom ended up wearing all of her makeup. Right. Loved movies. Yeah, that's interesting. And had extremely short hair. Mm. She wore wigs, you know, mm. but she had really short hair. So That's interesting, yeah. She said, I'm going to do it my she, way. She yo. rebelled. Yep. And and is known. Rebellion. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Such a rebellion. <laughs> well, that's well, another dialectic, right? Like, Jesus was pretty rebellious, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a rebel. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to the Orthodox heretic. Uh, there's that uh, parable of whenever a centurion asks them to carry their coat to carry it instead of for one mile, to carry it for two miles. because It's expected them to carry it for one. Uh, so they make it a new law to carry it for, for two miles. And then Jesus comes back and he's like, no, what are you doing? Just just two miles. Do it for four. And then they make that a new law. Okay, our law is <laughs> yeah. for four. And really, you know, obviously the what that's kind of pointing to is that we'll, we'll get told a a new way to do things, yeah, you know, that's more graceful and that's kind of breaking the old mold. But then we turn that into a new mold. We turn whatever broke the mold into a new mold. Yeah. And then we have a new set of laws. And then you wind up with a Christianity that looks, you know, more like uh, how the Pharisees were doing things, and that's what Christ is pushing against. You know, you end up with your own new set of, of laws and and stagnant expectations and, right. and definable terms. Um, the textbook answer, the yeah, Sunday textbook school, answer, yeah. Sunday school answer. Mm-hmm. As long as you can, uh, you know, watch, read all the pamphlets and watch the tapes and right, know yeah. the right answer. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And we had definitely grown up Southern Baptist. We had a lot of cl- like classes. And we were really, really encouraged to memorize scripture. We get little pieces of candy or little toys and stuff. Oh, yeah. We did Awana, you know. Oh, I did Awana. Awana, you know, monetizes your scripture knowledge. So you get Awana bucks based off of the verses. Oh, I've never heard that, of The verses that, that you memorize. You get uh, money, that you play money that you could spend at the Awana store and get candy or little toys and prizes and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that is bizarre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was part it monetized of your, your knowledge of scripture. Yeah. Was, and then you uh, fill out sections of a workbook and you get a want of bucks based on that. Uh, it was just, honestly, the workbook stuff was kind of like... Kind of like Royal Rangers. Oh, okay. Kind of like Royal Rangers. Yeah. yeah kind of like Royal Rangers. They did that at like... At my youth camp I went to, they did a thing where you had to memorize a certain amount of verses to get a clue uh, to solve this thing where the, your team could win something, but I've never really? had anything like that crazy. Oh, yeah. It was intense, man. It's called WANA. Oh, WANA. Oh, WANA. Approved workmen are not ashamed. Is, it's an acronym, yeah. That is 
scary. And if you, if, you got, yeah. if you memorize the whole book of Timothy, then you would, get, you would get a Timothy award. Oh, wow. Oh, you got patches. It, it was like Boy Scouts and you had a vest and you get patches. Yeah. We even did Pinewood Derby in Mayawana. Heck yeah. yeah. So did I. Oh, they uh-huh. did that with, um, yeah, that, so that was kind of like Royal Rangers. Yeah. yeah, right. Did you all have Royal Ambassadors also, RA? We had that for a little while. Had Royal Rangers and then Missionettes mm. was the female version. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of, I mean, looking back, it's, it's just indoctrination, right? It's just a kind of yeah. kind of scary little boot camp. Yeah, it's a system of- Get your uh, memory verse badge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. System of learning, kind of like uh, any school. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, indoctrination. Yeah. Indoctrination. Propaganda. Propaganda, yep. Propaganda. Uh-huh. Interesting story about me, too. Uh, I grew up um, in the radio, so my dad was uh, a DJ on the radio. Nice. And so- um, I got exposed to all kinds of preachers and teachers, like, um, who were the ones that stood out? Oh, like radio preachers? Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. It was like, it was like a, it was a radio station that only played not rock. Not rock. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, preachers that were, you know, up to snuff. And I think, uh, one of my favorites was Jay Vernon McGee. That's a cool name. That's a really cool uh, he, radio name. He had a radio show called Through the Bible and he would go through the Bible and he, you could get like study help, uh-huh. like little pamphlets and stuff uh-huh. to go along with it. And it was pretty good. It was pretty solid. Um, so getting exposed to more teachers made me get, a, you know, over time, get as far as I could away from the super hardcore fundamental uh-huh. uh, and, and explore what other, other teachers and other people were saying. That's interesting. I ended up going to like four, four or five different youth groups at different churches. Mm. And I, I was looking, I was searching for the, the, the truth, mm-hmm. whatever that was. And mm-hmm. I noticed that uh, this group was really, really good at this particular thing. And this group was pretty good at this other thing. But each one of these groups had some kind of flaw that I would find. Mm. And then I'd be like, well, they're not the one. Right. Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. I had that, you know, immature. What were you, what were you like measuring it, those things against? What was your metric for, for truth with a capital T? Like what was the standard that you were trying to well, fulfill? Well, I mean, expecting human beings to be as perfect as Jesus is mm. an unachievable goal, mm. right? And I think that that was what was in my gut as mm. a kid. You know, I, I just had so many performance-based hypocritical people who were supposed to be a model. Yeah. And they were actually pretty garbage, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, wow. I almost walked away, completely oh, yeah. walked away mm. from the faith. And uh, I ended up having um, my mom, my mom got the the church directory uh. and she went through and, and called every single man in the church because mm-hmm. I wouldn't listen to my dad because he was cool. Right. He was right, but he was my dad. Uh. And you know, that, I don't know, that, that time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone I think has that, that clash at some point and sometimes it doesn't stop right so so she called everyone and every man in the church and two people so that they have coffee with me and jim roth was the first guy and then the second guy was chaz fender he was a youth. sounds like a cool guy youth, youth pastor <laughs> chaz. chaz he was really cool and uh he he sat me down and we had he just let me verbally just vomit all over uh-huh. i was just like and church just sucks because of this uh-huh. and this and this. The angry you guys do that teenage yeah. angst thing going yeah and he just he just absorbed it yeah listened and i could tell that he cared and uh he said you know here here's an analogy that helped me and and it, we were at perkins which was kind of like a yeah yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. and we were there for so long that they just brought a carafe of coffee out to us. And he had <laughs> yeah, his cup, yeah, yeah. I had my cup. Uh-huh. And then he said, okay, let's say that this cup is you and this cup is 
God. Mm -hmm. And then he put his hands around the carafe and he said, let's just imagine this carafe is all these church people. Mm. All these church people that are in between you and God. Mm. And then he had that, you know, dota pause. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, in this this model, who's closer? Who's closer to God? Who has a closer relationship with God? Mm. And then my mind just went, (laughs) dude, (laughs) these people that are hypocritical Mm. and that I'm trashing have a better relationship with God than I do because I'm allowing them to get in between me and God. Right. And Mm. for for whatever reason, that clicked in my brain where Mm. people can have the relationship with God, they can be on their journey and it not have anything to do with how close I am to God. Mm -hmm. And and totally, I don't know what it was. It was, it was magical. I think that's often why people get so disappointed when pastors fall and stuff like that because they kind of hope that that's, that's the level that they're going to reach. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's Mm. like, and, and the pastors often allow that expectation to be put on them. Yeah. You know, so then it gets, it gets, they're on a pedestal that they can't actually, eventually they're going to fall off that pedestal big time. And then the people are going to be disappointed big time because they allowed that to happen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think one of the best things to do is say, Nope. Yeah. I think it kind of, that's going to happen, you know, when you have a system that's like, like you have to put on your Sunday best, which means, you know, your clothes and your demeanor. Like you put right. on your little mask, your Sunday mask, you know, my, uh, my mom would be like, you know, everyone smile and like, let's not talk about this at until after church. Um, and that always really frustrated me because that's more hypocrisy, right? You know, and, and as, especially as a righteous little kid or, or a young teenager, especially you're going to get angry and about stuff like that. Yeah. About the hypocrisy coming from the people who you're, you're told to have authority, you know, makes you just want to rebel kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like, I feel like, um, you know, having a community that, that doesn't really have those filters and expectations is, is, is probably healthier, but at the same time you have to be kind of working towards bettering the people around you and bettering yourself, you know, and yeah. accountability, I think is a valuable thing, but at the same time, um, I think that, uh, you can, if you take it too far then, and you enforce it too hardcore, then people start to, to not be honest about where they really are in life because they want to present a, right. a perfect version of themselves. Yeah. They're presenting an right. altar. Yeah. Even back right, felt like accountability for me was like, I don't mind being accountable to someone that I've said I'll be accountable to. Right. But I never liked being held being held accountable by people who didn't know me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to mm-hmm. me that was like, no, 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 no. Weird, this right? isn't your place. You know, this right. is, I haven't asked you to help me with this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm a screw up, but someone's talking, I'm talking to somebody about my screw ups. Right. You know? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That whole system to me is kind of bizarre now that I look at it. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. What's cool though is one person can come along with a book mm-hmm. or an idea or a, a model using coffee cups and crafts or whatever and completely change someone's heart, you mm. know, even through being human and messy and the hurts, hangups and what's, what's the other age? Hurts, hangups. I don't know. I don't know. Habits. Hurts, hangups, hurts, hangups and, habits. and habits. The ones that, you know, that make us human. <laughs> human. Oh yeah. Quadruple H. Whoa. It has another one. Huh? <laughs> so you, uh, you, you never had a period where you like fully stepped away from church and you just. I think that's the stage I'm at now. I, I have, you know, after my divorce, I have not really, mm. I go into a church 
building like during church yeah. and I feel weird. Yeah, yeah. you get a little triggered. I feel out of I feel yeah, out of place. I, it's an experience. I can't I, I, I don't often know do. how to I, it's like some kind of post traumatic stress or something. Yeah. I still feel strange in church buildings to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. That's a real real glowing <laughs> 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 We have a church, but it right. makes us feel weird when we go. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But I for for a while I played the bass, you know, in a small little church in West Seattle, and um, it was cool. And then uh, before I moved up here, I was part of uh, Rick Warren's church for a while. Oh wow! Had a small group in my house. Oh cool. 20, 20, 25 people. Nice. I like small groups. Yeah. So I we had we had I don't know, probably fifty people come in and out because you know people are always coming in and people sure. are going out. And uh, it was really, <laughs> Rick Rick is so sneaky. He's like, it's really easy. Pop some popcorn. Put the DVD in. Oh, my god! And then talk about it after the DVD <laughs> plays. It's easy. And then what happened was community happened. You uh, know? Uh-huh. Um, it was really, really, it was good. That's cool. It was, it was positive, positive uh-huh. experience. And I moved up here and then uh, got plugged into a tiny little church. Oh, okay. And then, you know, politics, church politics. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can get ugly. Stuff happens. Uh-huh. I've really liked doing the online thing because mm. I feel like this past year, it's like, it takes you out of so much of that. Yeah. You know, you mm-hmm. kind of, your community is completely different. Right. And it's also your conversations become much more pointed, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. I mean, I know that we'll go back to that, but it's kind of a nice change, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of live it differently and, and not let it. It's like I always think about my work. I always think about that kind of stuff and about the philosophy and theology and things like that. But it's just nice not to, mm. you know, it's mm-hmm. just done it done differently. It's been a nice, nice shift. I mean, I do miss the old way, but I do like the shift of yeah. like how it kind of changes. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see like what we retain, you know, when, yeah. when, we, when we move back to the uh, to the in person model. model. To the live live church. Setting. Yeah. I'm gonna wear a blindfold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll keep keep streaming. I mean we started doing that when we while we were still doing it live. Yeah. So were, were we doing video yet? Yeah, a little bit. Oh we, yeah, we yeah. had just started. We that. just That's started, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were coffee cup holding coffee. That's right. That's yes. right. Yeah. Yes, so yes, yes. That's how it all started. An angel bought us a <sighs> Wow. Light, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or cool. no, the holder, the stand, the, the tripod. Stand, that's yeah. what it's tripod. tripod, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Cool, cool, cool. Well, you want to ask her? Should we yeah, let's do, do a wrap-up wrap up question. question. Cool. Well, what we always ask near the end of these things, Jim, is if you if there's anything that we could do better mm. uh, for, you know, to better serve you in any way or, you know, anything that stands out that you like about it that we could do more of, you know, or if there's things that just grind your gears that you got to get off your chest, you'd like us to change. Just uh, if you have any feed, if you have any feedback for us, if you don't, that's fine. I have positive feedback. Sure, bring it. Uh, I really like the. <laughs> don't idea, mind that. I like the idea of the afterglow we talked about a couple weeks ago, mm. where uh, sometimes conversations or ideas come up mm. um, while a person's talking, um, and then side conversations happen mm-hmm. that don't really get a lot of attention. Mm. Um, the afterglow idea is cool because it's it's like a way of mining mm. um, new you know conversations new mm-hmm. new topics or um and i think i think i think that's already happening but i i like that idea i've, I've mm-hmm. never heard it called that before mm-hmm. so oh yeah it's we cool we kind of yeah we call it that kind of a little bit tongue-in-cheek um just because because some, sometimes churches would have like coffee and bagels and stuff afterwards and it would call it afterglow yeah. and so that's or fellowship yeah fellowship. when i was a kid yeah. fellowship meant food uh-huh. oh yeah, yeah. So cookies at least 
Yeah. But yeah, the kind of the kind of feedback is nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The pushback is nice when it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool, and it's, I think it's, it's it's cool to encourage people to push back because I don't think a lot of other churches necessarily do that. Yeah, and it kind of clarifies what you're thinking. You yeah, know, good when point. people don't agree with you, or you know, sometimes what they're not agreeing with is what they heard and what other people heard, and it might not be what you what you meant. Yeah, good point. And I like that. You might too. be using words, yeah, um, that, like in a way that other people don't use those. Right, right. You, know? you might defi- be defining your terms. And sometimes I have to like think on the. Too like somebody will be like blah blah blah, blah. and it'll be like something that was like oh I didn't think about that and then you have to go like either you have to go like I don't know mm. or you have to go like you know so it's always an adventure the article right. is always always an adventure I always look forward to it uh-huh. and guest speakers are cool oh yeah, yeah. that was fun. yeah that was that fun, was fun. With, with Pete yeah at yeah. at, the, at Saddleback um when I was back when I was there uh, Rick had had a chronic pain thing. Uh, so he could only talk for like 20, 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Tops. So he had another pastor, sometimes two pastors, mm-hmm. and they'd come out on stage. Like they'd talk, oh, really? talk for 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then they'd, we'd do a song. And then a totally different pastor would oh, come up cool. oh, wow. and deliver another part of the the same. Like they're all on the same page. Oh. They're they're all teaching the same teaching. But, but making sure that there's not one like guy, mm. but there's like multiple for God. us, it's tougher because it's just financially, it can be tough. Right. And two, it's also half the people we want to speak are already doing something on Sunday. Right. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. So it's always like, because uh-huh. I have a few people I'd like to have. They're like, oh, that's the same time we do our service. Right. You know? So I've even been thinking yeah. about having somebody just record something. That's somebody pre recorded. Yeah. But then you miss the afterglow. So mm-hmm. that's the kind of the, the give and take, I guess you've got. Right. There, but, and it's all fair. It's all good. Yeah. It'd be nice good. to see more of that. Um, I think those are the, the, the biggest things on my mind. Okay. Yeah, cool. Cool. Right on. Appreciate it. And yeah. thanks for your time. Thanks and for we're coming gonna, out here. We're going to go hang out and uh, get some lunch. And that's going to be great. All right. All right. Bye-bye. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.